Hello, everybody. Hey, This is episode number 62 of the Fresher and Parland show. I am Parlance. And I am Fresher number 62. Six- I like your, uh, was that like a shooting yourself type action there in the beginning frame? Yeah, I was, I was like, I was giving myself the double, the double gun salute. Oh, the double, a double gun salute? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't, uh, the, cowboy guy do that in uh looney tunes all the time yosemite sam yeah yosemite yeah. sam yep i am the i am the yosemite sam of this podcast i'm i'm raving mad <laughs> i, I kind of want to watch i haven't seen looney tunes in like super forever i wonder like what it's like now i'm sure it's just as equally as good maybe it's who knows maybe it's completely racist if you watch I it mean, now yeah, i'm sure that it is but i kind of want to especially the yosemite sam ones i mean clearly uh, speedy gonzalez was way racist <laughs> uh yeah so uh if there's anything i've learned you should never go to a mexican restaurant and if you get fresh service go man you remind me of speedy gonzalez <laughs> have you done that no 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 but my dad did once really that's yeah. pretty good <laughs> I don't think he even knew. I think he was just making a reference of, boy, you're really fast. Yeah. And that was like the reference that came to mind, you know? <laughs> but like, I was like, yeah, you probably don't want to go like, you don't want to call a Mexican server Speedy Gonzalez. I was like the Flash, <laughs> Superman. I don't know. I was what just- was his, uh, his like slowpoke Jose or something? <laughs> his cousin who like never like wanted to cross the border because he's too slow or something? I don't remember. I don't remember any uh, opposite of Speedy Gonzalez. I mean, he had those, he had like a bunch of cousins. He did. Yeah, like way a lot. And then he was always the one who went across the border to get the cheese because they were all stuck. Yeah, it was like super racist. <laughs> oh, poke Rodriguez. Yeah, Rodriguez. I had no hey. idea that. Here's the thing. Right now, this is a this is a sensitive topic, but you know. These gangs that are border patrolling our unit, they would be just shooting at the, the... Even if it was a mouse that was fast, they'd be shooting at it. That'd be target <laughs> practice. Speedy Gonzales become target practice for that malicious... Dude, fast for that. He'd I don't know. Drunk. I don't know. Well... Maybe well, drones. Not, maybe drones. Maybe this is why Slowpoke Gonzales didn't want to go with them to get the cheese. He would just get murdered by yeah, a militia. Speedy yeah. was the only one who could get past the cat. I think it was a cat. Well, are, is, are we speaking an allegory? Is the cat is the cat the um, is the cat the border, and the, and the cheese is America? No, I mean there was a there was a border. What was the border? It was like Mexico or something. Oh, um, the ca- cartoon features Sylvester the cat guarding a cheese factory at the United States Mexican border. Yeah, exactly what I'm saying. It was totally from a, like from a group on. of starving Mexican mice. The call, the mice call in a plucky, excessively energetic Speedy to save them, and made a cries of "Andale, Andale, Arriba, Arriba." <laughs> Do you not remember that? I like how you read it, like it's Speedy Gonzalez in Mexico. Sylvester <laughs> Spoon gets his comeuppance. The cartoon won the 1955 Academy Award for Best Short Subject Cartoon. Wow, that's interesting. So much Speedy Gonzalez history. 
I know. It's uh I feel like Looney Tunes, you know, they don't get the love. There's so much content out there now that uh frankly I don't think there's any uh I think it's public domain at this point. I don't think it is. I think they changed the laws. Also, just so you know, Slowpoke Rodriguez is the slowest mouse in all of Mexico. Just so oh, you man. Know. Yeah. It's his cousin too. Yeah. And also Sylvester is often called El Gringo Pusigato. Oh yeah, I remember that. And he is constantly outsmarted and outrun by the mouse. Well, I mean, duh, Speedy Gonzalez, come on. Yeah, causing the cat to suffer all manner of pain and humiliation from mouse traps to accidental consuming large amounts of Tabasco hot sauce. So this so, was totally pro-Mexico, basically. Or anti-cat. I think a lot of anti-cat people are really up in arms about the portrayal of the cat uh, species. <laughs> cat, pro- cat, cat protectionists, or what, what's the, what would you call it? Fe- Felinists? Felinists? Felinism? Yeah. Uh, uh, A feeler? A feliner? A feliner. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The uh, Gonzalez took a beeliner straight past the feliner. Yeah. (laughs) Feliner. Beeliner, feliner. But so, how has your week been, Parlance? My week has been exceptional exceptional yeah exceptional it's been a great the last seven days uh i went to the movies for the first time since i think american sniper in december did you go twice no just once i went i went to see mad max i know i still need to see that don't ruin it i'm gonna ruin it did you see it in 3d i want to see it imax i think but not necessarily 3d no i did not i did not see it in 3d I saw it in regular 2D. Regular dumb theater? What's even the point anymore? Just put on your VR goggles. It's basically the same thing. True story. But no, it's fun to go to the theater. We got, actually, I went with uh, another, uh, two of my, uh, a couple friends. I went with my wife. We actually were supposed to see Pitch Perfect too, but I convinced everyone that we should go see Mad Max because it had a 98%. That's a uh, good call because the other movie does not look cool. And uh, we, I bought, I tr- so they bought dinner beforehand, and I bought the uh, popcorn and sodas at the theater. And I don't know if you know this, but popcorn and sodas is equal to pretty much dinner. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, when it costs like twenty dollars, it was it was for two medium sodas or two, yeah, two medium sodas and one large popcorn was twenty dollars. And uh, the popcorn, however, um, we ate all of it before the movie started. Well, I always try not to do that. And it, because it was a large, they do free. Wait, how early did you get there? Uh, well, it was pretty early. It was opening weekend, so we got there a little early to get seats because there was a line forming. Oh yeah, did you like? Was it totally full? It was totally full. Oh uh, yeah, and, and, yeah. And uh, but so I w- I went out because there was no sign that said free refills on large or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, I went up there and I was like, "Do you guys do refills on large popcorns?" And they're like, "Oh, absolutely." Really? So oh, that's cool. So they filled it up for me. They're like, you're the first person to ever do this. <laughs> really? No, no, they didn't do that. But they don't advertise it, that's for sure. So, yeah. um, so and by the way, the large popcorn is probably, I don't know, a 10-gallon, Not that's not true, maybe a four-gallon jug. So like to go through an entire thing of large popcorn before the movie requires a substantial amount of popcorn eating. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I know those but, are huge, dude. Was that like all the people, or did you eat it by yourself? Oh no, no, no! It was the whole, the whole, the whole group. All four of us. Um, did you but, uh, make them take it from your lap? No, the whole uh, popcorn, no, no, popcorn I did, on your lap. Did situation. not do that. Essentially, what I did was I got a carrying case because the lady just plopped two sodas the size of my torso and a popcorn the size of my uh, the size of a basketball and just hands them to me. And then <laughs> yeah. she's like, uh, she's like, here you go. And I'm like, I, I I actually said this. I go, and how do how do you expect me to carry this? <laughs> There was no way, like, you know, you could maybe, like, with beers, you could get, like, maybe three in each hand because they're kind of small. Three in each hand? Yeah. That's way more beers than I could carry. I think I could carry, like, three max, unless I put my finger in it and, like, hold it like this way. I'm talking bottles of beer, not the the pint glasses. Pint glasses, I could probably do two in each hand. I have big hands. But, like, there's no, there's no, none of that with this. So she's like, oh, oh, you need a carry case? I'm like, yes. I need a carrying case. So she gives me the carrying case and I subsequently use that carrying case as a, a, uh, like a bowl for them to use the popcorn after I took it in there. So that's how that worked. Just so you know, if you care to know the popcorn, popcorn consumption strategy. Um, but yeah, Matt, you have a strategy with that much popcorn. I know. Seriously. Um, what I like to do is just since it's free refills from now on, I'm just going to buy the large and I'm just going to go like this and dump it on my face with my mouth open <laughs> and just fill my mouth and then close it, chew, do it again until there's no more popcorn and then go get a refill. And I'm no, going to do would that. Be the best, like if it's totally a full theater and you're sitting in the middle and you have this giant popcorn and you're like, excuse me, excuse me, like scooching by everyone to the middle. And then like you get there and you're like, ah. <laughs> And then like you get up and like, excuse me, excuse me, like to go get more popcorn. <laughs> That's actually a very funny sketch. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> um, uh, but I also, I feel like I do have a problem with the way I consume chips and French fries. Not that I eat French fries or chips very often anymore. Um, <laughs> but like, I mean, like what, you just like, yeah, totally name two things you don't eat. But popcorn I do eat. But the thing is, you know, um, many people are very dainty with their popcorn consumption where they just um, like take one piece of popcorn and place it in their mouth and then take another piece of Who popcorn. Who does that? Um, my Somebody? wife. Yeah, my wife does that. So, but, but what I do is I like to do is I like to get a water cup from the, the counter. Yeah. Right? It's like, you know, the little cups. I mean, little cups perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I fill that with popcorn and then I just drink it. That's a good idea. I mean, it's yeah. way cleaner. You don't have to touch it and stuff. Yeah, exactly. You just scoop it into the big bucket. You pass it that way. And then then scoop it in your mouth. And then just dump it in your mouth. It's more of like a dump than a scoop. It's like a scoop dump situation. Yeah, exactly. It's a a matter of fact, you could do it all in one motion if you're talented. You could scoop and then dump all in the same same mode. But uh, normally we don't buy the the, the drinks and the popcorn, but, you know, it was a special occasion. I, like, almost always get them. I mean, that's part of going to the movies. Yeah, it definitely makes it. Uh, have you been to the cine, the the new Cinerama? I haven't been to the new Cinerama yet. So you know they have uh, they have this new chocolate popcorn thing. Yeah, I heard all their stuff is like super gourmet or whatever. Yeah, so their chocolate popcorn is pretty pretty. Uh, not to uh, use the the parlance of the kids, it's pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's. Um, I wanted to go see Mad Max at the Cinerama, but they're not playing it. They're playing like Fast okay. and Furious or whatever. Avengers, maybe? 
Oh yeah, Avengers or whatever. One of those other movies. It's a shame. Pitch Perfect actually made more money in the Pitch Perfect 2 made more money. Really? Yeah, same Tom weekend. Tom was saying uh was going to see Pitch Perfect 2 instead of Free Road. Hashtag shocking. <laughs> it's true. It's a true story. Oh, by the way, I want to point this out. Uh, we can be reached at Fresh and Par Live or when you're listening to this in your leisure on YouTube or on iTunes. So reach out to us at Fresh and Par. We will respond back because we're not inundated with much comments from other people. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, also, uh, Mad Max, just so you know, and for our listeners, although I think most of the listeners who have listened to the show probably have already seen it, except for maybe Tom. I don't know. Even though Tom, Tom is the reason why I went to see it. Oh, my gosh. He, he uh, was like, you got to do He was sending me review after review after review in my chat boxes. It was just my chat box was littered with reviews of Mad Max. So anyway, um, it's, it's essentially one. The plot is not very... It's not very uh, complicated. It's literally just one giant chase. It's for gas, right? No, has uh, gas has is not really the plot. Although gas oh, that's is what the other ones were about. Yeah, this one's not really about gas so much as it's about uh, you know trying to. I don't want to give away too much, but it don't gas. Dude, I was I want to rewatch the other ones. I forgot or didn't even know that there were three. I feel like the only one I ever think about is uh, the Thunderdome. Thunderdome is the one that's not even directed by the main guy. Really? Yeah, he didn't do that one. That's I love that one. It's way good. Beyond the Thunderdome? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's like the one that the creator had no responsibility with, I think. So. But it's the one that they always played on TV like forever. Yeah, I've actually I don't think I've seen any of them except for this one. So, Oh my gosh. So color me silly or whatever the you word. You should see I am coloring you silly right now in my mind. Yeah, it's like one of those. You remember the clowny, clowny crayons? No, what? Clowny, you don't. You don't remember clowny? Oh, was forget. that a brand? Yeah, it was a brand of crayon. It was. No, sent- I've only ever heard of Crayola besides off-brand, or like just like Bartels crayons or something. A crow- clowny crayon was a giant, um, huge crayon that had a whole bunch of colors blended into it. So it would like so when you drew you drew with it it would uh it would give you there was no set thing it was just like a a million color drawing set or whatever anyway yeah so that's clowny anyway um I should have brought that up a little bit later but this is our theme some rehashing of some stuff from the nineties and eighties or making a comeback I know wait yeah. is I mean yeah I guess you did write that and we've already wait no uh, Looney Tunes isn't from the nineties. No, but uh, but Mad Max is from the '80s. I said '80s, '90s kind of thing. That's true. Well, that's also not from the '80s, but it's not Looney Tunes. Mad Max. Oh, Mad Max. No, I meant Looney Tunes. No, Looney Tunes has nothing to do with uh, the '80s or '90s. Although that's when I watched it. So, I know. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, uh, I have a lot of topics here, but I wanted to uh, quickly get in. Uh, how was uh, your week? My week was pretty good. Uh, uh, shout out really like it's also uh, my friend Victoria's birthday today. Happy birthday, Victoria. Victoria I, maybe she'll listen to this later. I don't really know. But last week was um, my friend Graham, who also co-hosted here. His birthday was on Monday. And uh, we played softball with a bunch of people 
on Saturday that he got together, which is pretty impressive because we got like 20 people together to play softball just randomly. I mean, not randomly, it was for his birthday. But uh, it was super fun. We had two full teams and we played nine innings. The score was 20 to 21 and we won, even though I switched teams in the middle because some people left and we needed to re-even it out. And uh, 20 to 21, how old is Graham? Uh, I believe that he just turned 33. Oh, it's a good year. 3-3. It's even. I think they say, uh, I forget, it's 32 or 33 is your best year of your life. Uh, I mean, all of it. Yeah, just living is fantastic. Like, we yeah, should every yeah. day... Every day you wake up, you should look up into the clouds like Sammy Sosa when he was bringing back the 90s. When he would hit a home run, he'd go look up in the sky. He'd go and, like, shoot up in the sky. You should just do that. You should just be like, thank you, universe. <laughs> thank That's, you, yeah. universe. I mean, being... it's, it's how I like to look at the world. I think the he sky. actually did this. He went... Really? Oh, I didn't even I didn't even know that. That's cool. I, he he would thump his chest, kiss his fist, and then point to the sky. I'm pretty, pretty sure he, I'm pretty sure he wasn't saying thank you, universe. But uh, softball. So when you yeah. hit a home run, when you scored a when you scored the run, you didn't thump your chest, kiss your fist, and point to the no, sky. I didn't do anything. I well, I ran. I guess. Did you <laughs> did you uh, did you point at Graham and go that one's for you, buddy? Um. Maybe once I forgot. We were also drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so but I got to pitch and I got to play first and third base and catcher. So I, I got to play all the parts. It was pretty fun. I th- so, think that's like the only whole game of softball that I've ever played. Um, was it? Uh, was it? Was, were you playing softball with hard liquor? Uh, no, we just beers. We just had beers. It was more classic style. We had some growlers though. That was good. Ooh, nice. Did you but, get any base hits? Any? Was there any home runs? Uh, oh, Graham almost got a home run, but he got tagged out like right at the home base. I mean, because like there was no, you know, it's still just a big outfield. You're right. not gonna like hit it somewhere where you can't get it. So they didn't even just let him score. They didn't let the birthday boy get the home run. I know. And the worst part of that also is that um, because the teams were uneven for some of it, like we had to be the catcher for our own team and it was the own catcher who caught him, who like tagged him out. That's that's I'm going to call cheap <laughs> on that. I know cheap. It was Mia. She felt really bad for it. She said though, I also uh, pitching. I totally hit sabrina in the foot and everyone was like "Ooh, you just hit her you're just gonna come beat you up but those were the probably the main two. Oh, yeah and there was a dispute over second base in the final point of the game because uh we didn't have bases we just put uh beer squished beer cans out and it was like touching the beer can versus just being kind of in the area for the tag out hmm Sounds so questionable. There. Huh? Hashtag, I'm going to do a little a little Tom here. Hashtag questionable. <laughs> well, I mean, it was we played on like a um, community field thing and they just, you know, the bases were taken up. So it was just those little pits. Yeah, those pits are dangerous. You can break an I ankle. Am. We played on them. We put beer especially, cans in them. Especially if uh, you, you, especially if you, um, if you like are drunk and you're dr- driving around the bases or whatever. 
we were we were drunk driving around the bases. That happened. <laughs> but other news this week, I can't remember if I talked about it last week, but uh, my Nexus Five had broke, and I got a Galaxy S Six Edge, and it was like pretty all right. But there was a great deal on Woot, which is a site I often visit, which uh, had Nexus Fives refurbished for one hundred fifty dollars, which is like super good deal. So I just got another one of those and returned the Galaxy S6 because, like, it was pretty cool, but it wasn't, like, super cool. I don't know. So, I mean, I, w- I wanted to hold out to get, like, the new Galaxy S5 or... No, I mean, the new Nexus 5. <laughs> you're just doing money noises? Well, I mean, I, you're, the donations are just coming in. I can't I control it. I can't control it. Especially since we didn't put a donation button up yet. I know. <laughs> Just so you know, I've you've been the focus of this show for a while. I've 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 never changed it, so it, it's been on your head for a long time. That's cool. Yeah, um, you know my head. I know that's that's what happened when we did the the Graham show. I was I was messing up the focus left and right. It's fine. I got it going now. Sweet. But uh, <laughs> so I returned that. That was cool. So I got that. I'm ready to get a better phone in come September. But uh, I also, with that deal, 150 bucks, I bought Nexus 5s for my parents, too. Because it's on some other, like, it, they're unlocked and, like, you can use it for anything. But it comes with some cell service called Freedom Pop. So I guess it's, like, free cell service. But then you get, uh, you get like, 400 minutes and, like, 600 texts and 500 megabytes free every month. And then, like, you're just for doing nothing, like, you just sign up. And you don't need a credit card or anything. So it sounds pretty shady. I'm going to try it just because it's free. But it would be pretty cool for some sort of like um, remote webcam or something. Because you could just have it like ping. And you're not going to use 500 megs. But then also they have like uh, if you just pay like $15 a month or something, you can get unlimited voice and unlimited text and then like one gig of thing. And then it's one cent per megabyte. So like $10 a gig, which isn't like too bad. I would say here that uh, first thing, one, went to buy it, sold out. Two, Freedom, <laughs> Freedom Pop sounds like an ice cream novelty. Yeah, it does sound like an ice cream novelty. But we'll see how it goes. So I got those from my parents because they've been talking. My mom keeps talking about getting like the uh, AARP deal things that she sees in that magazine. And those are a ripoff, I think. <laughs> For like the crappy flip phone and like, you know, it's only $20 a month. Just everything you need. <laughs> everything you need. Numbers, antennas, plastic, batteries. Yeah. So I think this will be way better. And I still think Nexus 5 is my favorite phone ever. It's like a super good phone. It sucks that mine broke. Like the radios just stopped working. Probably. Is, I mean, I guess is not way uncommon. But for $150, I think that like getting another one is totally worth the wait time. I wish I, I took advantage of that. I, 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 I lollygagged for lack of a better term. Super and, lollygagged. Yeah. Um, well, that's pretty good. Uh, I have a couple other updates before we get into the news of the week. We have a, we have actually a jam packed show. I don't think we're going to get through half of this stuff. Uh, plus, you, plus you actually watched the movie this week. I did actually watch the movie. <laughs> um, not that it was any, that good. I loosely watched it. I totally forgot. We have we have a review this week. Damn. Um, have what? Oh yeah. So one 
uh, I think we, uh, I would like to say thank you fans for watching the show. We haven't thanked them in a while. So thank you all. Uh, yeah. you may Thanks, be, everyone. you may be nice. You may be crotchety. You may make me feel self-conscious about the way I look, but <laughs> I love you all the same. Sort of. <laughs> I want to do that in a poem, like just have like a really nice love poem and then like have like three lines and then just put sort of. <laughs> <laughs> the most beautiful person I've ever known. So kind, so gentle, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I do, I do have one rant. I just wanted to – it's not a rant. It's just the topic that came to my mind today as I was at the Veggie Grill. Veggie Grill, by the way, a little shout-out to Veggie Grill. It's delicious. <laughs> veggie Grill shout-out. Veggie Grill shout-out. They have veggies and they grill them. And they put them – they, they, they uh, process them into various shapes that resemble – And they give them meat names with like a Z in it so it's like not actually the meat. Or they remove an E and put in an apostrophe. Yeah, that's – yeah. It's like a classic. Uh, like, how do they do chicken? C H I C K apostrophe N. Oh, chicken. <laughs> chicken. <laughs> um, but uh, they have a bathroom key. You know what? I, you know what the bathroom key is? Oh yeah, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, if you live in an urban environment, some restaurants try to keep out the uh, the no good the mix, the no yeah. good mix, the riffraff, the 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 hoodlums from using the their. Yeah, the, well, I was going to say, from using the bathrooms, dirtying it up, potentially uh, shooting up in there, passing out in there, using it as a public shower, uh, any number of things that uh, you would not want to happen in your restroom. So they put a key for only consumer. So you can see who's taking the key. You may have to ask for it or maybe on a peg or something you have to take. So I like the concept of the key. Keep the no good mix out of the bathroom. Keep it clean. Makes it easier for you. Makes you feel more safe and comfortable using that restroom that you're not going to go in there and it's going to be like a safe way where there's poop splattered all over the wall. By the way, did I ever tell you a story when I worked at Kmart back when I was in high school? No. About poop splattering? No. This yeah. So it's like a good segue. It is a good segue. I'll, I'll briefly touch upon it. So here's a, an interesting thing. You would think men would be like the, uh, would be the filthy animals of, oh, yeah. of the public restrooms. As it turns out, that's not true at all. Men generally don't have to sit down to pee, and when they and they generally just use the urinal. So the the bath the the uh, stalls themselves are um, generally. I mean, they're filthy because it's a Kmart, right? So they're pretty generally just filthy. Yeah. Um, but they're not like disgusting. However, the women's bathrooms every day shit on the wall. On the walls, though. On the walls. Like how? Because these women, they don't like to sit on the toilet. They like to kind of hover. Oh, yeah. I can see that, yeah. yeah and so, how can they miss that bad? Because they have, like, diarrhea. They're, they're, all they eat is McDonald's and, like, Cheetos. <laughs> so they're filthy, disgusting Kmart shoppers. No offense, Kmart. <laughs> I'm offending your customers, not you. You have great deals. Blue Light Special, it's wonderful. You employed me for many years. It was great. Thank you. Came out here. There is there, there was one in North Seattle. I don't think it's around anymore. Anyway, uh, uh, they uh, they would they would essentially squat, but they wouldn't squat with the poop hole facing toward the toilet, but instead against like up air, like against the wall. The yeah, they're 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 rectum. They're they're poop hole. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anyone. Uh, that sounds more like the toilet description. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Yeah. I was like, they moved the toilet? The poop hole was not aimed directly at the poop hole, if you oh, want yeah. to, if you will. Uh, the throne. So there was a, a poop hole alignment issue. There was a poop hole alignment issue, and these people were probably generally overweight or whatever, so they just didn't know what was going on. They had giant explosive diarrhea, probably because this was when uh, Pr- uh, Pringles and Lay's introduced uh, Oline. You remember the Oh, fat- yeah. They had, yeah. Yeah, where, yeah. So it's, so essentially there would just be giant splatters like spackled onto the wall. That's of, super gross. Yeah. So anyway, back to the, so if you have a key, lock a key, that's not going to prevent that, but it will cut that down. Um, so anyway, uh, cause, cause then you, you have know, to come back and bring, give them the key. Yes. So Some here's sort of like a, a shame, walk of shame, yeah. key of shame, but here's why I don't like the key. Why don't you like the key? Because of this precise reason. You have to take the key, okay? And then you have to open the door. Yeah. Where are you going to put the key? I always just put it in my back pocket. Right. But what if you have to poop? I put it in the sink. Okay. So here's what I think people do. They just throw it on the floor. They put it over there. They pick up the key before they wash their hands. They touch the key with poop on it. They then wash their hands. Then they put the key key back. This is why I hate the key. The key is disgusting. Last week we were talking about poop and beards. Let me just tell you something. Keys that open bathroom, public bathrooms are way dirtier than poop. And they always have something big like a spoon or something on them. Yeah, seriously. I've seen, like one time I went to this restaurant. It's called uh, the No no, no Sponsorship Here, Root Table. It's a lovely restaurant. But it's on a giant salmon, wooden salmon thing or something. It's, like a, it's, literally, yeah. it's literally like a foot and a half. Yeah, they always make it huge so you don't lose it or something. Right. But there, at least, they have a hook on the wall. So you could just hang it on there. Oh, it that's, says, that's pretty good. There's actually a sign that says, put key here. So I like that. But most places don't do that. And it's just a yeah, key. Yeah, no. It's a, literally a key fecal free-for-all. It's a... A freak... A freak... A, a, fe- a fecal mistress. Or a fecal for all. Freakle for <laughs> A fecal for all. Yeah. So anyway, just that, that was my little rant for the day. That is. Oh, uh, going back to the phones really quick. Tom asks, why am I so resistant to iPhones? His crappy phone keeps breaking. So I have an iPhone, and that's what I've been using. And they're super annoying, too. It's so dumb when you press the shift key. Why are they always caps? Oh, that's that the is worst. the worst. That is and, the... like, the back button is so dumb. Sometimes it's done. Sometimes it's back. And the browser does not work that good. And it's so dumb you can't remove the icons from the front because, like, you're basically just living in your app drawer. So dumb. iPhone, not that cool. Also, my Nexus 5 came out, I think, two years before the iPhone 6. And every single spec for hardware on it is better, except for the F-stop on the camera. That's, like, the only thing. It's ridiculous. And it costs, like, four times as much. Like, now versus... Two years ago. So dumb. It's a ripoff. I mean, but yeah, it like works, I guess, or whatever. But hey, does it have numbers? Does it have a does it have an antenna? Does it make phone calls? Because that's all you need. That's all you need. That's true. Anyway, uh Letterman's last show was last night. Don't know. Did you watch that David? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see it. I saw some clips from from you talking about it and I read some read, read some stuff, but Yeah, you know what? I watched the show and uh, I think it was time to go. Wasn't that funny? Yeah, I haven't been in... I mean, I used to watch Letterman, like, super before, but I haven't been that into it. Like, I like... Conan is my... Even though he's not always super funny, he's my favorite talk show host. 
So growing up, I was a Letterman Conan guy. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm a go to bed guy. I don't give a <laughs> shit. Uh, like, uh, uh, I will say that uh, I do occasionally watch the Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel kips on the, on the YouTube on our channel, on our, on our network, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, but I don't want. I don't actively watch any night. I know. Show. I always just watch the clips. Yeah. So but, um, uh, it's a different world nowadays. No one needs to watch this. And I will. I think. And I think that that was the reason why Letterman Letterman needed to pack it up. He was no longer. Hip. Did he, he didn't really have a web presence. I feel like Conan really pioneered the whole like getting his show super webified because he like had the whole interim time and did his whole tour and whatever. He but did. I not- am super excited to see. Um, Stephen Colbert. Jimmy, Fa- Jimmy Fallon is was excellent, and Jimmy Kimmel. You can't discredit Jimmy Kimmel. He did a no, bunch. I mean, of- like Jimmy Fallon. I like Jimmy Fallon better than Jimmy Kimmel, but they. It's, Jimmy Fallon definitely has a really good web presence, but he came way after Conan. Well, he replaced Conan. I mean, being a, like, a, yeah. Well, then yeah, he came way after them because Conan was doing that stuff like before that. Do you remember because? J- J- Jimmy Fallon launched his late night show when Conan launched his Tonight Show. You remember the Tonight Show? Like he had a, it was a show for a week or something, and then they they I dumped he him. didn't get to do it. No, he did do it for like a week and a half or two weeks, and then they they canned him. And Jay Leno came back. Oh, uh, that's yeah, that's lame. It is lame. Uh, that's one thing that uh, Letterman uh, had in common with uh, with Conan. What? Letterman was uh, essentially promised a job and then taken away by Jay Leno. Oh, really? Yeah. Stupid Jay Leno. Stupid Jay Leno. So I wait. Is I, he still on TV? Leno is gone. No, Jimmy Fallon replaced him last year. Oh, two, yeah. Two years ago. Um, I saw Letterman live. I went to a show once. Um, I've actually been to more late night with Conan O'Brien's when he was on NBC. I've went to like three of those tapings. Man, I've only I totally to, wish I could have gone to that. I've only been to one Letterman taping. It was great. Um, and uh, that, was, that was my thing. I watched Letterman. And then uh, when I was in high school, I watched Letterman. And I watched Conan. That was the deal. Yeah. I, yeah, mostly watched Conan. Um, so I think we should get into the news of the week. I saw this really interesting uh, article, the lyrics of number one singles. Uh, and they're their analysis of the lyrics as they relate to reading level. Oh, is it, it's related to reading level? Yes. It's reading level. <laughs> so, uh, Powell and Morris analyzed the reading level of 225 songs that spent three or more weeks atop billboards, pop country, rock and hip hop song charts. Yeah. So I'm, gonna, I'm yeah, but going to, I'm going to like, they always like do crazy lyrics and stuff. I don't know how that could be related. Well, just, Chill, 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 right, dude. Right. In the parlance of the kids nowadays, chill, dude. Chill, so, dude. yeah, so in 2014, the intelligence average grade level of lyrics was 2.75. So second grade? Yeah, pretty much second grade. Or third, second, third grade, maybe? Like third grade. So of the four genres, and here I'm going to give you the four genres, and I want you to try to stack rank them. All right. And which ones are the? The highest to lowest. Highest to lowest. Okay. Okay. We have pop, rock and roll, hip hop, 
Yeah. And country music. And rate them in reading level. Yeah, so it's country, hip-hop, rock, and pop. I would say from top to bottom, hip-hop is the most... And then, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Are you saying the, the highest or lowest? Like, has the highest reading level. Okay. So, okay, go ahead. And then, um, and then, uh, what was the, so there's rock, rock and roll, pop, and then, pop. oh, yeah. And then, and then pop, and then rock, and then country. Okay. You're, you mixed up the bookends. It's actually <laughs> con- country is, is the highest, is the highest. 3.3. Followed by, followed by pop, 2.9. Yeah. Rock and roll, 2.9. But apparently, based on uh, going to the 100th, pop outranks rock and roll. And then R&B is 2. Point, R&B hip-hop is 2.6. Wait, you didn't say it was R&B. I, well, it says R&B slash hip-hop. It's all put That's together. That's way different. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it's interesting. They've done this over the last 10 years. Okay, yeah. they've done this the same intelligence metric, and uh, it, it essentially it's it's not consistent. It's like jumped like rock was high and then went way low. Yeah, uh, R&B and hip hop jumped over pop, then fell down way down, and is now even with you know rock. And then what like was the highest ever. So the highest ever was rock and roll in two thousand six had fourth grade level. Fourth grade. Yeah. So it's interesting. And then they break it down by artists. So who do you think? I'm going to give you three hip-hop artists. Yeah. From, and this is from the years 2005 to 2014. I'm going to give you three of them. And you think who has the highest uh, ranking. Reading right, levels. Right? Reading levels for lyrics. Eminem. Yeah. Drake. Who's the third? Nicki Minaj. Oh, uh, I would put mm, I guess maybe Eminem and then Nicki Minaj and then Drake. Boom! You got it right. You got it right. Actually, <laughs> Eminem has a 3.7 average grade level. Nicki Minaj is 3.4. Drake is 3.2. I actually left out Macklemore. He's 3.25. He's actually the silver medalist. Eminem is really? gold. Nicki Minaj is silver. And Macklemore is browns. Okay. I mean, I feel like Eminem like, doesn't really do any... I feel like if you don't do singing, it's probably going to be higher. Right. Yeah. Because if you're singing, then it's just like a bunch of long words. Which seems low. That's why I thought hip-hop would win, but that's why R&B totally mixes that up. It's interesting, though, for word count, um, per, I guess per song, word count per song, I'm guessing. Yeah. Kanye West has more than 800 words per song, but he's still only 2.8. Really? He's that lower? He's lower uh, than any of them. Eminem is actually... Macklemore has more lyrics than uh, Eminem. Uh, but uh, Chris Brown and as has slightly less than Eminem, but Eminem is like still the highest. This is interesting, and I'm not gonna I don't want to quiz too much. People might get a little annoyed with this, but the uh, top rock artist from 2005 to 2014, you'll never guess who this. Take take. I'll give you one guess, and I'll I'll pick. I'll give you a list of four. Oh, okay, I get to pick because yeah, I couldn't name any at all. Yeah, Nickel, Nickelback, uh, Foo Fighters, Lincoln Park. Seether. I don't even know who Seether is. Stuff they're listing as rock? 
Yes, this I, guess, is... I guess that's rock. Yeah, I don't even know. But um, well, remember it had to be in the. T- they had to have a top ten song. Yeah. For, for three weeks or something, a top a number one song for three weeks. Wait, did they get the lowest for? What was though they were in the middle? Like so, for like grading rock. But anyways, okay. Uh, Nickelback, Seether, Food Fighters, Linkin Park. These are the top four as it relates to average grade level. Who do you think it is number one? Uh, Food Fighters? Nope, they're number four. Number one is Nickelback. So, yeah. uh, I don't even uh, think I've ever heard Nickelback before. Yeah, you have, and you wish you didn't. <laughs> um, so like, Mariah... That's a famous Nickelback song. Uh, if I couldn't give, I, I know him to hear him, but I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. I don't just, think that I could tell. Uh, I sometimes confuse them with Creed, but they're, 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 they're terrible. They're terrible. <laughs> um, top pop artist, 2005 to 2014. Number one, Mariah Carey. Huh? Number two, Adele. Number three, Justin Timberlake. Number four, Katy Perry. Number five, Maroon 5. Number six, Lady Gaga. Number seven, Keisha. Keisha has a first, a 1.5 average grade level. Really? Yeah. I would think, yeah. First grade. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about Keisha. Like, our first graders don't curse like she does. Um, (laughs) But uh, I I should, like, put her higher for using, like, uh, creative vocabulary. Yeah, creative curse words. Yeah. Like, I'd be interested. I haven't read this, but just how they judge it. Cause I kind of don't think that it's accurate. I mean, not that I think that they're any smarter than this. I just don't know. Like, what are you, what are you trying to get at? What, what, what are you saying? Like, how do you judge that? Like based on, I don't, I guess I don't know how reading levels work. Um, let's see I could get to the methodology if you really want to know. I mean, is it like vocabulary or is it like sentence structure or like, is it like, I don't know. That seems like the only things I can think of that would be metrics. Vocabulary and sentence structure. Because there would be like complex sentences and... But you wouldn't want to put that in a song because it would be confusing. Then it would just be like a poem. But Ooh. I can also be a, see a poem being a really low reading level, even if it sounds like really deep or whatever, you know? Yeah. Because it oh. would be the idea. I don't think that the idea would be... I see. You're th- we're just talking... I think it's just words, okay? It's not concepts. So we're just talking about the words they use, right? So, so it's, it's like, just vocabulary. Yeah, it's vocabulary. It's not concepts. Also, just so you know, uh, top top songs uh, of the last ten years. Number one is "All About Tonight" by Blake Shelton. It has a five point eight average grade shel- uh, level, <laughs> followed by "Danny California" Red Hot Chili Peppers. I kind um, of like just for the sake of this like thing. I just want to make one that's like college level. I, how would you do that? Like, what would you do? Oh yeah. Uh, you would have to use words like semiotic, semantics. I feel like um, they use stuff like that, though, in songs. Nobody uses songs like that. I don't know. But this, what about the, they have math rock. What about math rock? Wait, here's the thing. You you understand, right, that the qualification was that the t- song had to be number one. On I know, yeah, yeah. That, so like, it, that was a sub yeah, thing. But I'm sure if we so went in... What would a song be with, like, the high reading level? Was my... Great, uh, great question. Don't know. Um... But I'm um, just looking here. This is a really fascinating list. Uh, maybe we'll have to put this on our uh, on our website because it is super interesting. Um, E.T. Cater fe- Perry featuring Kanye West had a 4.8. Hmm. So anyway, oh, they did it by gender breakdown. Pretty much exactly the same this <laughs> year. Um, um, 
What else is there? Any other stuff? Nope. That's it. But yeah, so generally over the last uh, one, two, so 2012, 2013, women ha- uh, female performers had a better in- uh, reading level intelligence and they've dropped just under men, like literally just under them. It's probably like 2.8. That's sexist. It's not sexist. It's <laughs> so um, what's up with these uh, 90s drinks? Oh, yeah. So I don't know if you remember this, but I remember these very distinctively. Um, clearly Canadian? Clearly Canadian. Do you remember I clearly do remember those. Do you remember New York seltzer water? No, I never saw that one. Okay. So New York seltzer water was quite possibly the greatest soda of all time. At least as a, 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 a 12 or 12-year-old parlance, I just remember their cream soda being ridiculously good. This is back during the days of uh, Crystal Pepsi. You remember Crystal Pepsi? Yeah, I also, uh, OK Cola, that one was one that I liked. So these, this was during the time when they would just make sodas with no dyes in them? Yeah, that was like, that was how you made them crystal. Right, so they were all like, well, New York seltzer wasn't crystal. They were just like, just good, delicious seltzer. They weren't seltzer, they were just delicious. Um, so they're coming back, and people are freaking going bonkers so did like some major company buy them or no i think already owned by something and then just reusing the brand i think uh lacroix which is the the uh big brand that owns the 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 brands now just like is re just redoing it that's pretty cool i mean it's a good idea oh i do know new york seltzer i just saw the can and the um the thing i do know that i had that before You've had you and well, I remember the little pl- the little glass bottles with like yeah that's the, the one uh, I'm looking at here. The, and it also the awesome thing about New York Seltzer it had like styrofoam, um, a styro instead of paper it was styrofoam around the the label. Oh yeah yeah I do remember that. And it was so fun to pick that thing off. They better keep that. I don't think they're gonna keep that. I don't like the anti styrofoam of now of today's packaging. Because you remember, like, Big Macs and all that stuff? Yeah, if you, those, uh, the egg holders, the styrofoam ones, you could make, like, really cool airplanes out of them. Oh, I remember that. Dude, New York Seltzer is delicious. I'll have to, oh. I don't remember it being, like, I guess I was not into Seltzer, but I'll have to well, try it if it's coming back. So I'm looking here, it was called Vanilla Cream Soda. That stuff was, like, elementary school crack, okay? <laughs> I'm not joking. And they had a peach, too, which I'm looking at right now, the peach. Oh my god, my mouth! I'm having like convulsions in in my brain right now because <laughs> it's it is it's like crack. It was like little kid crack. It was delicious. I don't like, remember like being that into it. I mean, I, yeah. Well, they were super sweet, dude. They were really sweet. <laughs> uh, like sweet, not like the like, dude, that's sweet, like awesome. No, they were like filled with sugar. They were delicious. Um, that is pretty good. I mean, Kool Aid was filled with sugar too. Yeah, cool. Well, speaking of Kool Aid, did you watch? Uh... Oh no, oh, I don't get yeah. caught up on Silicon Valley. No, not yet. Oh yeah, jeez. Um. So anyway, back to the more eighties and nineties. FAO Schwartz, the iconic New York City toy store, closing down. They used to have one here, but I never thought it was very cool. So yeah, the only reason why it was cool was because it was in movies and stuff, and it was like New York City. It was a big toy store. It's kind of funny because. I went when I last time I was in New York. They're actually closing down, or they already have closed down the iconic Toys R Us one in Times Square. Which oh, there's a, a Toys R Us in Times Square that had a Ferris wheel and stuff. And I remember when that op- 
they were opened in like I would say two thousand, like maybe nineteen ninety nine, two thousand around there. Are kids just not into toys. This is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking giant toy stores are no longer a thing. I mean, giant stores in general, besides Walmart, giant so, specialized stores. Yeah, so there, I don't think, and by the way, listeners, if you hear and you can correct me on this, I don't think there's any more giant toy stores in New York City anymore. And who, at all. And who could remember, who doesn't remember the scene in Big when Tom Hanks gets on the keyboard and plays the chopsticks or whatever? Do, 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 do. Do you remember that? It wasn't chopsticks. I like that you busted into like singing it like really fast. When you play chopsticks, do, do. <laughs> yeah, that was like an iconic scene, and that happened at FAO Schwartz. All I'm ha- I'm having flashbacks now of Teddy Ruxpin. Was it in uh, what about in um the uh oh shoot with Macaulay Culkin, Home Alone? Yeah, did he go there then? No, because he was not. He was in the suburbs. No, he was in New York in like the second one. Oh yeah, for sure he was there. I don't remember. I don't. Re- I, if he didn't go, that's a missed opportunity, and we need to remake the movie. <laughs> um, I know so many people watching those movies are gonna be like, "Where was this?" Yeah, I know. What, or they're gonna be like, "Mom, Dad, what's this giant thing where people go and they like buy stuff?" And then they're that- just gonna be like, "Put your virtual reality goggles back on, and you can go there." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also, bring it back. 90s janet jackson making a comeback i thought she tried already no she's says here janet jackson is back new music and world tour coming in 2015 are you gonna go see her no i go see a i would rather go see a exhumed corpse of michael jackson on (laughs) on on strings like just being pranked, like uh, like doing like uh the uh creep or whatever the dance is the thriller dance yeah yeah Dude, that would be awesome. That would be ridiculous. I feel like if uh, if I was like a all all powerful dictator and could just do whatever, I might do that. I'm thinking about, so. At, at what point? This is a terrible conversation. I'm gonna even regret saying it. <laughs> I know. Now let's just talk about stuff that we'd do if it didn't matter. <laughs> no, but uh, what about? How at what point in the decomposition process did Michael Jackson most represent his uh, his character in the thriller video? <laughs> I don't even think he's got there yet. It's only been like a couple years, right? I think it's been like uh, four years or five years. So oh. yeah, no, I don't think I don't think you decompose that fast. Anyway, so that's a terrible co- that's a terrible point of conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry, Michael. I really loved your music, but uh, you're dead. So I apologize. You know, you shouldn't have been such a creep. <laughs> anyway, uh, I saw this headline the other day that said yeah. uh, Nintendo of America hires Bowser oh, as, yeah, new, I saw that. Yeah. as new VP of sales. And seriously, does no one get that joke at, at, at Nintendo at all? They must, but I mean, that can't be his real, real name, is it? It's his real, real name. No, I mean, like, as in he must have changed it. No, that's his real name. They hired a guy named Doug Bowser to oversee sales-related functions, including sales and store oh, merchandising. Oh, his last name. Okay, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it's not his first name. Yeah, but seriously, Bowser? It'd be like hiring a guy like, I don't know, Princess Peach to run your, like, you know, I don't know, Mario. What's Mario's? Does Mario have a last name? I don't think so. Just, wait, Mario and Luigi. Like, yeah. maybe Plumber? Mario Plummer. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm looking it up. Does Mario have a last name? I don't think he does. I don't think he does. Like, like Mickey Mouse doesn't have a last name. I would argue, though, that Mickey is his first name and Luigi and Luigi and Mouse is his last name. Mickey Mouse? Yeah, Mickey is his first name. Mouse is his last That's name. That's true. That could be. But then he'd have to be married to Minnie Mouse, which he wasn't. He was married to Minnie Mouse. I thought that was his girlfriend. No, I, they lived together. Were they living in sin? <laughs> Probably not, the, not at that time. Were they married? So, I don't know. So wait, this is interesting. The game is called Mario Brothers. That would That's imply... The original, original one, though, right? No, even, no, it was Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, Super oh, yeah, Mario Brothers 3. Yeah. This implies to me, and this is an insight I don't think I've ever had, his name is Mario Mario. Really? Well, right, because if oh, you... because it's the Mario Brothers, so it's Luigi Mario. Yeah. Huh, interesting. That is I don't true. know. Is that, is that right? Is that possible? I mean, it, it was the Mario Brothers. I, I, that sounds right to me, if that's the case. Okay, right, because you, if you, like, hey, look, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, Johnny Goomba's, you know... You know, Goomba Brothers uh, plumbing. That's usually implies that it's the you know, Billy Goomba and Johnny Goomba. Yeah, that is true. Hmm. That's, a, that's a good insight. Things are learned here on the Fresh and Parlance show. Might be the first time that's ever even been talked about. I think it, I'm pretty sure it is. People should tweet us, and uh, uh, Facebook is exploding with comments about this topic. Oh, really? Kind of. <laughs> hashtag whoa hashtag whoa hashtag shocking well i'm waiting for these comments what are, what are the comments put it. uh no i mean it, i wasn't it's not true oh. <laughs> maybe they'll be later later okay all right um so last thing before we head on to the movie review um so the cia i guess it was the cia declassified the taliban job form and i guess this was a uh a document that was used, um, that was recovered from Osama bin Laden's compound in uh, Abbottabad. Yeah. And it was about, it was an application to join the terrorist organization. Oh yeah, um, I know, right? It's crazy. So what's interesting about this, and it says it right in the headline, it's bizarrely corporate. But I just want to say, it's bizarrely corporate. <laughs> so, um, so, I mean, these are, I mean, these are legit questions that I don't know if like, you know, kind of t- like it's getting to the point. So first off, interesting enough, it had a watermark that said the security committee hyphen Al Qaeda organization, OE people of faith, be vigilant. It had a watermark. That's first. That's pretty fancy. <laughs> well, Second, still like, how is this classified? I was wondering. I mean, they're uh, trying to get it out. It's not like they can. It's just it's classified that they had a copy of it. Right. It wasn't, I mean, I'm sure like, first off, how do you get an interview, right? Like who's filling it? Where do you get a cup? Where do you get the, inter- this, this survey? I, right. I mean, at the internet, probably duh. But yeah, I like how much, how much holy uh, stuff have you memorized? I don't know that word. So, <laughs> well, let's, well, let's pretend. Let's see if we're, if we were applying, let's see how we would answer. Okay. Number one. Wait, the, the number, the first couple are just like outlines. 
I know, but it's weird. It says, important remarks before you fill in the application. One, please answer the required information accurately and truthfully. Two, please write clearly and legibly. Three, if you do not speak Arabic, please answer in the language you know. Four, That's please... That's pretty straightforward. Four, please refrain from sharing the information you provide in the application with each other because it is a trust to Almighty Allah. Five, oh, so this is like in a group setting. So they pass these out. Oh, I didn't even so think about that. You have to get in somewhere first. So this is like sort of like a like a police training. You know, you yeah. go in and fill this out. Yeah. Uh, number five, you should know that all the review of this application form is limited to the co- concerned individuals only. Wow, that so, is that's you, they take your privacy seriously. Yeah, it's not like Facebook. Six. <laughs> if you would like to discuss any further issues, please tell your direct brother supervisor. Look at even oh, wow, there's even a supervisor. It's like so in my mind that's a proctor. There's some also, sort of if you're going to answer this in uh, Arabic or whatever, like it's in English. Well, no, it says here it was translated. Oh, it was translated. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was translated by. Uh, um, I don't know who, but it was translated by our government. So then it goes on to do a bunch of personal information, name, nickname, first name. Also, I like how it says nickname slash alias, which yeah. is pretty, that's pretty good. Maybe it doesn't directly translate. Um, father's name, grandfather's name, family name, a lot of names. Uh, father's occupation, member of family, number of family members, yeah. age, marital status, country, profession, address. Okay. So, I like uh, it. Oh, yeah. So then the next question, name the arrival in the land, name, date of your arrival in the land of jihad. I don't really, isn't jihad like a holy war? So what does that mean? Your arrival to the land of the land of the holy war, right? So is that like a mental state? Because is there actually a jihad? I'm wondering if we're going to get, if they're doing like audio thing on our thing, on our show, maybe, well, maybe we'll get more views. (laughs) I guess any press is good press, right? Two, how long do you plan to stay in the jihadi theater? I, I'm, I'm not going to answer these questions because I feel like the two primary education level. Uh, yeah. I'm going to skip the ones that deal with uh, I mean, uh, like the, 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 the meaty, the meaty questions that get right, to the point. See. Have you invented or researched anything in any domain? Uh, that's a pretty good question. I didn't even see that one on there. Any hobbies or pastimes? Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, I like fishing, gardening. Um, uh, what other language do you speak or read? What is your fluency Ooh, in these good, Excellent. Uh, do you know anyone who travels to Western countries? What is your favorite material? Science or literature? That's a, that's a straightforward question. I wonder if they ask for your star sign. List the experience or expertise that you have any, in any area. So just looking, yeah, it's normal job stuff. Do you know any workers or experts in chemistry, communications, or any other field? Any other field. I mean, I guess that this is the low, lowest common denominator of people here. Uh, does any of your family or friends work with the government? If so, would they be willing to cooperate or help? <laughs> good, good question. How many trips have you taken to Pakistan? Well, that's very directed. P- Pakistan. Sounds like Pakistan's not a good place to be. <laughs> or maybe they're... Maybe maybe, oh, yeah. Currently, a member in a group. <laughs> yeah. I have a, I'm in a badminton. I'm in a badminton club. Oh yeah. <laughs> have you ever been convicted by any court? Have you ever been in, in jail? jail prison. List your previous occupations. Military this... training. Have you ever joined the Afghan Afghanistan theater? Theater must be like some really like broad word. 
Theater, I think, has to do with like a campaign, like a military campaign. I mean, it makes sense, but it's like, I don't know. doesn't seem like what I would pick. So, what, you're in which group? Provide the details of how you arrived here. Yeah. Did you encounter any difficulties on the road to this place? I like that. That one sounds, I will, if I ever make an application, I'm going to include that question because I like that question. I'll be fairly honest. I want to just use that in an interview at like work, like, so, did you encounter any difficulties on your road to this place? <laughs> that sounds cool. Just the opening question. I, here's the thing. If you just remove, like, jihad or jihad path or uh, theater or stuff like that and just ask the question straight, like, what objective would you like to accomplish? Yeah, except for uh, do you wish to execute a suicide operation? Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> not a good one. Yeah. Or would you? Yeah, but yeah, that's not good. So yeah, that's probably the one. That, yeah, I feel like that's the most direct one there. It's yeah. like I'll just skip them all. That's the only one I need. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, do they need any of that other other information then? It's pretty much. I think there's like 50 questions here, and they only cared about like four of them. And yeah, they just, it's like they just put them in between, like to like trick you, so it, like yeah. some longer. It's kind of like those personality tests that you take. Yeah, like, they just have like, like the hidden ones. Yeah. So anyway, well, I thought that. Uh, Oh, yeah, and, like, do you have any chronic or hereditary diseases? That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, and my favorite line, the whole application, who should we contact in the case you become a martyr? <laughs> That's pretty good. I just, like, it's pretty, yeah, it's, it's weirdly, like, like, corporate, right? It's kind of just know, weird. Totally. Anyway, uh, I just thought it was interesting. Maybe um, it's a translation, though. But, yeah, no, I, yeah. You brought this to my uh, to my attention. I hadn't seen it. Yeah, I found it very fascinating. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah, it's so, weird they made it all intense, like font on the web page too. It's like typewriter font. Well, I think they just literally took the PDF of that was declassified and just embedded it on the page. Oh yeah, that makes sense. That's, I guess that looks like what they did not to uh, um, mess up the primary source. So it's, I, I love this, this article. The corporate tone of the application is jarringly amusing, but it also hints at a larger truth. A terrorist organization like Al-Qaeda is a large bureaucratic organization, albeit one in the business of mass murdering innocent people. <laughs> that is a, a jarring truth. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, the, uh, it's, I think it's about that time. Do you have anything you want to add before we jump into the stuff? Now, oh, do you want to um, do the shout-outs first? Sure, yes. So uh, just so you know, everyone, we are part of the uh, soon-to-be, we are part of the soon-to-be-named network, which is featuring a number of uh, podcasts. Uh, they could be found at uh, Longbox Heroes, starring uh, Leonard and, uh, oh my gosh, Todd. They talk about comic books, longboxheroes.com. There's Dadstractions, where Leonard and Brian talk about the foibles of being parents in a, mm-hmm. and also, and nerds. Uh, uh, there's also, uh, the, uh, prodigal sons podcast, which is a reuniting of a radio team that happened in the, uh, mid nineties or actually late nineties. Uh, uh, and they could be found at prodigal There's also podvocacy, which is more of a pop culture review show. They tackle, tackle topics such as agents of shield. I don't know what they're going to talk about. I have to, I should actually listen to an episode, this upcoming episode, since none of those shows are running anymore to see what they're going to talk about. Um, but yes, please check those out. Also, you can reach us at. Wait, are they like over or is it just like the season's over? 
the season's over, so they probably are to talk about something else. I just don't know what. Um, I heard there were some other shows that like uh, were over. Over like was it Mad Men? Yeah, Mad Men is over, but they didn't talk about Mad Men. But Mad Men is over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we could be reached at, at Fresh and Par on Twitter, Fresher and Parlance. Search it on YouTube. Search it on uh, Facebook. Leave comments there. You could also find us on iTunes, and that does it for the pitch. Now it's time. This is, this is totally like the the scrolling small text over. Yeah, the exactly. And now it's time for. I'm bringing it back. The sound effects. Review roulette. This is the this is the part of the show where we randomly select the title from the Netflix catalog, and they review it the following breathe, week. Breathe, breathe. And that is so you could watch the movie and 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 join along with the conversation. But it's not so much of a review, right, Fresher? It's more just us going over the whole plot of the movie and talking about it like we're watching it there with you. But we do give it a number rating at the end. And last week's movie was the Hong Kong classic from 2003, Tiramisu, which I thought was an Italian movie, but it isn't. It was It was in Hong Kong. Yeah, it was in Hong Kong. Hong Kong. So we were actually picked this movie two weeks ago. Um, I didn't get to watch it last week, so we had an extra week. So yeah, I was keeps... disappointed that it was subtitles, but makes it harder to watch. That is for sure. Yeah, because I wanted to like more not focus on it, but I had to focus more. <laughs> so this was from 2003, but it was pretty much a sort of retelling of Ghosts, starring Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, and and I never uh... saw that movie, but yeah. So that movie, Patrick Swayze dies and enters into the body or at least somehow like speaks to and can enter into the body of Whoopi Goldberg, who is like some sort of spiritualist. Yeah. And he, and he goes back to Demi Moore to help Demi to assist in solving the murder of how he was, how he died. Oh yeah. So it was like a murder thing, by the way, before like we get into this, the very beginning of the movie, that dog riding the bike that was pretty cool. Did you miss that part? I think I missed the dog riding the bike. There was a dog riding a bike, and the dog's name was totally Bobby, which is a pretty good dog name. It was Bobby? It was Bobby, yeah. I mean, it's not only a dog name. Bobby's a good name, but I like that dog was named Bobby because it was a pretty cool bo- dog. So I don't recall that scene. It was riding a motorbike like by itself, steering it around. That's crazy. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So... That aside, that might be the most entertaining thing in the movie, and I missed it. So I know, right? So the basic premise of this movie, I don't want, I don't think, I, I, there's a lot to talk about in this movie, but I think the gist is this. We get introduced to the main character, can't remember his name. Do you remember his name? No, I don't know any other names. They had names that were not like Asian, I think. They were like kind of like English Yeah, names. but I like also that they, I mean, probably because it's Hong Kong, they was all in Chinese, but then like, They'd speak perfect English for a lot of stuff, like in the dialogue, like for names of things, and they'd just like bust out just talking normal English, which was kind of cool. Yeah, because you know, because I think it was you know British rule for a long time. Yeah, yeah, because Hong Kong. Yeah. Um. So the plot of this movie is this gentleman, uh, who it's a Chinese fantasy romantic, uh, novel. Oh, this is like the worst slow description ever. Do you want to just so, do so, a quick try, recap? I'm, yeah, well, I'm trying to get the name of the freaking character, but it doesn't matter. Oh, there's, it a doesn't matter char- there's a gentleman character and a woman character. He's a he's a delivery man, a mailman slash cleaner in the night who yeah. has four random encounters with this girl through the course of the day. Right? Yeah, and she's a dancer. And she's a dancer, part of a dance troupe. He has a group of uh, 
he has especially one one roommate who's very eclectic and is constantly in the midst of breaking up and getting he has like a two-day romances with a lot of people and then his the girl who he runs into four times is part of a dance team and has uh, one friend in particular who is part of the dance squad so uh the girl dies early in the movie and because this is i don't feel like you're describing it quite right well then go ahead please i mean like because you're like the progression is different for the importantness of the movie all right well fill me in then i mean i could could sum up this movie and like not very much pretty much there's there's yeah the guy and the girl they totally don't know each other at all the um the guy's like delivering mail or whatever he runs he runs into her like yeah like four times in the day they like bump into each other and like make eye contact and they're totally like they like falling for each other but they totally don't know each other so he goes home after this like day of like always running into this chick and he just keeps thinking about her because she dropped a book while they were on the train that he was like i gotta get this book back to her so he goes over to her house like because he finds out uh, he's a mailman, I guess. I don't know how he found out where she lived. But so he goes over to her house and um, he looks over and like is freaked out because she's there and he falls in a pool. And then like it turns out that she wasn't there. And they they flash forward to the past that she actually died earlier that day by a bus hitting her. And that was her ghost who like surprised him. Like and he fell into the pool. So their meeting sp- point is a pool. And so, like, he, like, realizes it's a ghost and then they're talking and stuff or whatever. And he's like, how can I see you? Because you're a ghost or whatever. She explains the stuff. And then, like, she explains that, like, he can see her and she can see him because they were both thinking about each other at the exact moment when she died. So that was, like, the whole thing. And, like, they were actually, like, in love with each other even though she died and they had never even met before. So then she follows him. Like, she's like, can I stay at your place? And he was like, okay, yeah, sure. And then, like, so they're hanging out in the night. They go do some stuff, like, talk about whatever. She, like, shows him about the dance thing and, like, how she's really disappointed that she died because she, like, was in this, like, dance competition thing and that's, like, all that she wants to do. And she came back. She was escaping the, um, the what was it? The, the, the underworld death. police. Yeah, that the death yeah. All of the, um, the dead people who are like still roaming earth because apparently there's a bunch of ghosts. And uh, so she's escaping them. They run away. And she's like, Oh, can't let him find me. I like, I'm not supposed to be here, but so I'll go back in like seven days after this dance call thing. But um, I mean, after this dance thing, so she stays at his house and um, then in the morning she's gone, but like, Oh yeah, he's deaf. That's, that was a big part of it. He's, a, he's deaf. That's like a major component of this. Well, thing. you didn't mention it either. I didn't get to it. I didn't get to it. All right. Well, I just got to it. And uh, so, yeah, he's deaf, but then he wakes up and she's gone, but he can hear. So he's like, what happened and stuff? And then like he starts having an inner dialogue with himself, which is actually her inside of him. And she's like, I can only be outside of you at night. So in the daytime, like I have to like stay inside of you. So I'm like, you invited me in because he was like, well, this is you can't just go in me or whatever. It was a whole thing. But then after, like, yeah, she's a ghost and she's inside of him in the day and outside of him at the night and they're hanging out for, like, until the dance thing. So he, they go and watch the dance practice thing and they're trying to find someone to fill in her place and they're all super sad that she's dead. And, like, she's sad that, like, you know, her best friend's, like, 
super having trouble over it and she can't dance right because she's like can't forget her so she decides to like have him try out and she like controls his body to be super good to fill in for her and so like the, she he tries out for all the stuff he's like super good at it for some reason and everyone's totally okay with that somehow well he's super good at it because she's controlling him i know but like like they don't know that like this guy just walks in and is like, let me try. I'm like wearing all my male stuff. And he like takes off his coveralls and has like, yeah. And immediately knows the exact choreography of yeah, the dance. Yeah, like exactly the same dance. And like, they're just like, whoa, he's pretty good. Where'd you learn to dance? And he makes something up. But anyways, and then, then there's like a bunch of other stuff too. Like they go to the funeral and like, he's sad, but it's actually her inside of him. And so she's saying bye to all her people. But like, it's just this random guy. Like, nobody knows him. They're total strangers. And and they kept doing the classic ghost thing where, instead of showing him, <clears throat> because she was in his body. Oh yeah, yeah. They would show her, and they would cut back between like, and it got a little bit confusing. You're like, wait, because is she out of his body? Because you're watching the thing. You're like, wait, <clears throat> it's daytime, but now it's her. Why is she there? And then I'm seeing him. But it was just the representation of her in his body. Yeah. Yeah and, and so, they, and then, yeah, and then it gets into, like, the whole uh, underworld police, which are, like, horse riders with, like, bows and swords. And they, like, jump out of, like, the other dimension, like, randomly when they're, like, hanging out at places. And so they, get, they have two run-ins with them. And the second time, they totally, like, get her. Oh, yeah, and they had the worst. They were just holding, like, mannequins, like, riding on a horse, and they look, like, extra, like crappy cg for that but so they get her and like and they bring her back to the underworld and she's like oh yeah and the other thing is you forget everything about your life once you're in the underworld so like you can't like you have a new life then you just forget everything so she doesn't want to forget everything before this happens in this world if you you are reincarnated in this world you get sent to the underworld and then you get reborn and you forget your old life yeah but so um so yeah she goes down there so he like doesn't want to lose her because like he super liked her or whatever and so he jumps down in the pool where they first met because i was like and then like there's like a portal thing which is basically just him dying which is what like the part that we were talking about earlier that was confusing that's how i interpreted it anyways so he goes down this portal thing he dies apparently and like he goes to try to find her in the underworld which is just like this castle thing and you're sneaking around and then he finally finds her and they're running away. And then like these, um, and it's all super dreamy and like weird. And then um, they're running away. They steal a horse and they're running away from the, the, um, the guard people. And like she gets, or they jump across this cliff thing and then they're trying to shoot him. And like they get hit or she gets hit or something. So the, horse, they gets come up, the horse gets hit with the arrow. The horse oh, falls yeah, the horse. They fall on the ground. He's, a, he's like right there and they're going to shoot him. Yeah, and, and they like hold away. hands or something. Yeah, she jumps in and essentially like takes the arrow. Yeah, and once they take the arrow, that means you're getting sent to the new world. Then they shoot an arrow at him, but with his love, his power of love, he yeah, stops they like the arrow. give him a chance or whatever. Right. So but, so then they like, so then they just come back to the world like straight up right before the dance competition, because at this point he was going to fill in for her because he got through all the stuff. He was really good, but now they're both gone and the competition is like that day. And so like, they're like the other chick who was having trouble before they're like, Oh, you can just do it now. Like, but then like both the dead people just show up like, and they're like, 
hey guys, we made a deal with death and we're back for just the show. <laughs> and then they go on stage and like the main chick totally dances. And then like afterwards, like they, they have to go back or whatever. And he wakes up in the hospital and apparently, and then like he, he like recovers. And then like, he has this book thing that she left him that was like memories or whatever. And he's like, I wanted you to like live your full life or whatever, even though I'm not here. And I know we like shared seven days or I don't know. And then the very back is like the picture that they took while she was a ghost at night. And like, you know, she's all like ghost picture style. Right. Essentially, it's like a... a, a but it a, proves that it was real or whatever. Exactly. And she said, live for me. And so don't kill yourself to be with me because it's over. And you should live your life. And that's that. Oh. So another thing that we missed. I mean, that's that's pretty much the whole movie. But... It was called, oh no, Parlance dropped out. But it was called Tiramisu because at the very beginning, she made a tiramisu for her sister. And like that was like their family thing. And she was explaining how tiramisu was um, like they made it for soldiers or whatever so they could remember their wives. And like it really meant like love or something like that. So like when you taste it, you're tasting love. And so like while she's, ghost controlling him or whatever they make tiramisu together and then he eats it at his place and then like so that's like they connected them too because it's like the tiramisu is like love to taste it for real or something like that so that's why it's called tiramisu because it was like some sort of bond thing yeah and uh because the yeah and don't forget the uh we forgot about why he went deaf because his father died he was really good at the piano and oh he- yeah and, like he had a whole music past too and he had to get on the piano to like quote unquote save like save her because she fell when she came back from the dead. Yeah. To dance and he got on the stage, started playing the piano, and that gave her the motivation to finish the sh- the, the show. Yeah. So yeah. and then yeah, there was I mean, there's other stuff that happened, but I feel like that sums up the whole movie. That's the whole movie. So yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was alright. I liked the the style was cool. It was like super like early 90s style like it was kind of like fuzzy like weird colors and the depiction of hong kong at that time was pretty cool i like the i like that that was my favorite part and i really loved the uh the last scene the uh the dance scene where they were on the waterfront looking at the skyline of hong kong i've actually been right there where they filmed that um that's pretty cool and that's an amazing viewpoint there that's actually like not hong kong proper that's like TST or whatever they call it, Sing Shum. I, I don't even know. I forget oh, what it's called. Yeah. But that that area right there is awesome. Um, and the it's crazy this film was made in 2002, but it felt like it was made in like 1985. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that the 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 era of it was pretty cool. Loved it. And I mean, I, the acting was pretty good. I think, like, regardless of like the topic, it was it was still kind of entertaining. It wasn't like horrible actually i didn't even think of what i'm going to give it yet so i'm I'm thinking about it right now what are you going to give it i am going to give it i'm going to give this film a six six that's what i was just thinking too but i think i'm going to give it a five i decided okay so uh, because i think that i it was pretty good but i think that i'm i gotta like rate like my ratings are generally conservative so lower than mine well not just that, but like, I think I rated some stuff six that I liked better than this. So I don't think I should rate it six. <laughs> so our overall FAP rating. 
I fuck fuck. Tiramisu. Tiramisu. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's pick a new movie. Uh, we actually, folks, we pick it at InstantWatcher.com. They are not a sponsor of the show, but we do like that site a lot. You it is good. It. Yeah, so you go InstantWatcher.com. We uh, Rotten Tomatoes Fresh, right? Uh, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes Fresh. There's a thousand forty-five. That's pretty good. I wonder if you can. Is there like a new one, like new releases? Maybe. Where's That'd that? Be cool. Where's I that? mean, like stuff that was just added to. Uh, Netflix. You could probably filter by that, maybe. I don't know. I mean, we can't. We still got to be random. No, but if you order it, oh yeah, I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, no. This, I, yeah, Rotten Tomato Fresh. I'm clicking it. Oh. Click. I clicked. I got ter- I got Terminator Two Judgment Day. Have you seen it? Of course, I've seen Terminator Two. I don't know some stuff you didn't see. I this is dumb. I got Paris is Burning. We've already seen that. I haven't seen it. We watched it on this show. Really? Yeah. Wait, is it that? Wait, so which what about one? the cro- the the cross dressers or whatever? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. We did see that. Wow, this is the. F- I think that's the first time one that we watched on the show has come up again. I probably yeah. <clears throat> wow, that's a that's a happening. Man, I'm getting re- I'm just getting repeats. Nope, I got one. Finally. Oh, I did too. I got the imposter, a 13 year old boy who vanishes in Texas and shows up three years later in Spain. Now has the same tattoos but looks different and speaks with an accent. An investig an investigator sets out to unravel the mystery in the riveting documentary. Documentary. I, I think I've, heard, I've heard that story. It wasn't him. The end. 2012. Yeah. Um, I got 12 o'clock high. Hard as nails, World War II general Frank Savage, 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 Gregory Peck, must turn a discouraged group of American bomber pilots into heroes. Along the way, the once alienated general comes to view the men as family. No longer a heartless commander, Savage, with the aid of his loyal adjut- adjutant, Maj, uh, learns how to how difficult true leadership really is. Nineteen forty nine, hundred thirty two minutes. That's I like yours better. All right, I think. All right, let's do it. I don't. This is like not my genre, so let's do it. Twelve o'clock high. Twelve o'clock high. Nineteen forty nine, World War Two movie starring Gregory Peck. I can't believe they made a World War Two. I guess that makes sense. A World War Two. What was it? Twelve high. I'll send you the link. 12 o'clock high. So. That's a movie for probably next week. Oh, also uh, Memorial Day weekend, everyone. Yep, have a you good should, uh, Let us know your plans and stuff, and we can talk about it. We can talk about it next week. Let us know what you're going to do. And then yeah. we'll, talk about, and we'll talk about the fun stuff we did. Whoop, whoop. whoop. Uh, so I think that does that about wraps it up. you have anything you want to add? That does. Uh, I think I'm good. All right. Well, this covered a lot. This is Parland saying, later, jerks. <laughs> this is Fresher saying, later, taters. I, I forgot I stole your later. How about this? this Jeez. Is yeah, I'm sorry. This is Parland saying, peace out, assholes. <laughs> like that. I'm sticking with it. All right. I'm, not, I'm not doing it again. All right. Just cut it. Just All cut right. it.